This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 18. to the max. I am your host, Kelly Hurst. That's all right. And I'm Brett Hurst. We are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement, and Mm -hmm. this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. (laughs) Our hope is simple, to encourage you in your marriage relationship. We really believe that healthy marriage should be a front burner conversation, and so we're here to help that happen. That's why we're here. In today's episode, we will be discussing realistic expectations in marriage. And And? with us in the studio today, although she's not on mic, is our daughter, Sarah Hurst. This is a little bit intimidating for me. (laughs) So say hi, Sarah. Hi. (laughs) She's reading her book and really not paying much attention to what we're doing, which is perfectly fine. So, uh, and also we're going to try to get through an episode today without some coughing going on because you have been quite sick. Been struggling a little bit. A sick little baby. And yeah. thankfully you went to the doctor and got lots of medicine that's make, making you very loopy. I'm on a magic carpet ride yeah. right now. So. so we have no idea what you'll say exactly. in this episode. Yeah. Well, we recently kicked off a new married life prep class, which mm-hmm. is our premarital training class that we teach twice a year at... Memorial Drive Presbyterian Church here in Houston. And we really like doing that class. Quite we a bit. love doing that class. In fact, we're, we love to swim in the world of engaged couples because they're just so much fun to be around. They're usually, usually in a very fun stage of life. Not always. Uh, they're in love. They're planning their wedding. It's just a real honor to get to know couples when they're in this particular season of life. And also what's fun for us is they're like little sponges, you know, because they want to get marriage right, you know, so they want to learn how to do that. Most of them are very interested in talking relationally, learning new tools. And, you know, most couples want to start off on the right foot. And so that's kind of fun to be around too. Most of them. Yeah, most of them do. And so I don't know if it's because we're hanging around a lot of engaged couples or the fact that lately we have been barraged with young married couples who are struggling Mm -hmm. and who are finding themselves in crisis. But we thought that the realistic expectations would be a good topic for today's podcast. So I think it's an outstanding idea. Yeah, it was your idea, actually. That's why I think it's an outstanding idea. That is so subtle. So, um, So we have been hearing from a lot of couples who are struggling. And what's weird is lately we've been talking to a lot of couples who have been married less than a year who are in crisis or like less than two years. I mean, they're it's not like they've been married five or 10 years and they find themselves in a difficult place. So it didn't didn't take them long to get into some kind of serious crisis. Yeah. I mean, almost like it seems like a trend right now. It's Uh it's that much. So um, one thing we try to get couples to think about is how realistic or idealistic their expectations are of what their marriage relationship will look and feel like. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there's even a category in one of our assessments that we use that we have couples take where to see kind of where they fall on that spectrum. In other words, how they're viewing marriage expectations. Exactly. And the truth is that every single one of us, no matter who we are, we have some expectation 
of what marriage is going to be. I mean, even if you've somehow convinced yourself that you don't have any expectations, that you're just going in with, you know, you're not expecting anything at all. Even you have something formed in your mind Mm -hmm. of what that's going to look like. I mean, you just can't not have an expectation. So what were your expectations? Well, I was going to get to that, but... uh, well, okay, I'll say. Actually, I'm going to sh- wait on the till the end of the episode to share with you oh, okay. that because I do have an expectation that I remember from being a very young bride. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> and I, I already know what yours are, but you can chime in. I'm any, sure Sarah can't wait moment. to hear about it too. <laughs> we um, we form our ideas based on real life marriages that we've observed when we're growing up. Our parents, our grandparents, mm-hmm. uh, other people around us. We also form ideas based on cultural messages that we receive about what marriage isn't and is and isn't. Mm -hmm. And even if we say, okay, well, I'm going to go into my marriage and I'm just going to make sure I have a completely different marriage than what my parents had. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you're going in with that mindset. And why would people take that position? Well, because maybe they watched, maybe their parents divorced or maybe they watched their parents have an unhappy marriage. Mm -hmm. And so they're just thinking, well, whatever I do, I'm going to do it different than that. Right. You know, even if you're just doing that, you're still forming a model of marriage in your mind. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Unless your expectations are too unrealistic. Right. When you say there's nothing wrong with it, you're saying that it's even kind of a cool opportunity for young engaged couples to start talking about this is what we'd like our marriage to look like, even though they don't have uh, ultimate control over that. They can they have some ability to put things in a certain direction. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, because, I mean, it's kind of like if you were building a Skyrise, you know, you're not going to start with no blueprint. You've got to have something in mind. Right. What we're talking about is when couples go in and they have this really unrealistic picture, which we're going to kind of unpack in a minute, mm-hmm. of what marriage shouldn't shouldn't be. So, um, it's really not uncommon at all for premarital couples to be somewhat unrealistic in their marriage expectations. But something I heard the other day, which I thought was really interesting, was if the bigger the difference between your expectation and your experience, the more disappointment you'll have. So if you've got these really high, unrealistic expectations and your experience is kind of like average or even low, that that space in between there is where your disappointment lies. So you should aim low. Is what is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying aim low. So is low. that why you've had such a happy marriage? Is because you had very low, <laughs> low expectations? expectations not at all. And so not I brought you all. nothing but happiness. Yes, since your bar ab- was so low. Absolutely. Well, Andy Stanley says that before marriage we have desires, and sometime after our wedding day, those desires turn into expectations. And the difference between those two words may be really subtle, but if you think about it, when you have a desire, you know, if I have a desire for something, I'm hoping for it, I'm wishing for it. Uh You know, it's something that you're kind of holding loosely. If I have an expectation, I'm demanding it. Because I think I deserve it. Right. And, you know, subtle difference, but important difference. It's kind of ramping it up to the next level. Yeah. And you can think about it this way. When our partner meets a desire we have, we tend to be grateful because it's a desire. When our partner meets an expectation we have, we tend to just check it off our list. So give me an example. Of- well, like, I mean, if you go into marriage thinking, my husband is going to take the trash out every single time without my ever having to remind him or bring it up. Mm -hmm. When he does that, and that's your expectation, 
you know, it's probably you're not probably not going to be like, oh, thank you so much. Right. But if you hope and desire that, that that would be really cool if my husband did that. Then when they do, you're like, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. You know, it just it creates a different attitude, I think. Mm hmm. The difference between desire and expectation. Were you going somewhere else with that? I wasn't going anywhere, All right. but I concur with what you say. Okay. Well, I'm remembering that you're on medication. So. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Magic so carpet right. Here are, we have a few ways or common ways that couples struggle with unrealistic expectations. Do you want to take the first one? Well, one of the things that we talk about that is a common unrealistic expectation is sometimes couples thinks that think that difficulties will just kind of fade away after you've been married for a little bit of time, and, and that time itself will resolve all your problems in marriage. And uh, this is something that causes us a little bit of frustration as uh, educators and, and uh, encouragers and so forth, because what tends to happen with couples that we work with is they start telling us about an issue in their relationship that they can't resolve. And when we ask them if they've had this issue before they got married, they almost always say, uh, well, yeah, but we thought that once we were married, you know, that, mm-hmm. and it just never works out that way. Marriage is a little like alcohol. Uh, it only magnifies the problem that's already there. I know. They say, like, you know, if you're a jerk and you drink, you're a bigger jerk. Yep. Um, I mean, marriage does drunk, kind drunk of – Drunk jerk. It does kind of reveal, you know, what's already there. And so we've started really in the last couple of years – being a little more bold speaking into couples' lives before their wedding day when they come to us and go, we've got this issue or we can't seem to resolve this. You know, now we're just like, okay, you got to figure that out or how that what that's going to look like after your wedding day because it's, it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. And so many times they do think, well, once we're married, we'll figure that out. So straight talk does a lot of good. I think so, yeah. yeah. And so, okay, so the second thing uh, or way that couples struggle with an unrealistic expectation is they think that love is all you need for a great marriage. And this is absolutely not true. I mean, you do need love, <laughs> but it's all not you need is all love. you need. You know, little sidebar, I- just did a wedding where the string quartet played uh, a really cool arrangement of All You Need Is Love. I know, that was very cool. Yes. I wish we could remember... Uh, the name of that string quartet and give them a plug to all of our 10 listeners. Yeah. Um, so anyway, if you, ten. I mean, you and I have had, have been to hundreds and hundreds of weddings mm-hmm. through the years. I mean, I would love to know if we've actually like hit maybe a thousand weddings. I bet we have. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the thing about it is we have never, ever, ever once witnessed a bride and groom getting married who are not in love. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. People don't walk down an aisle and make vows to each other unless they love each other. It's so in just, other words, we haven't seen any shotguns present and at no weddings, green card weddings. And, and no so, green card. you know, so people Yikes. don't go through the motions of getting married unless they're in love with you. So they have that going in, mm-hmm. you know, um, but somewhere along the road, love isn't enough to keep the glue together because otherwise, why would there be so many couples who divorce, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, the idea here is what we say a thousand times throughout this podcast series is that marriage takes work. You've got to have some skills. You've got to learn some tools um, to navigate. You know, if you if you want to be together for 50, 70 years, you can't just have love. It's just not going to be enough if you've Well, it kind of depends what kind of like love it. you're talking about. But yeah. that's, a, that's a whole other discussion. But I think the point you, you're trying to make is commitment is what 
keeps a marriage together because there are times when, quite frankly, you don't even like each other, let alone love each other. Exactly. Is that accurate? Yes. And you're listening to Marriage to the Max. Welcome back to Marriage to the Max. We are continuing our conversation about realistic expectations in marriage. So before the break, we started listing some of the ways that couples can have unrealistic expectations in their marriage. What are some others, Brett Hurst? Well, another one is that my partner will meet all of my needs for companionship. (laughs) The Jerry Maguire movie made it famous with that line that Tom Cruise says toward the end, you complete me which is a great line, great movie line. We've talked about it before. It's a really romantic notion. You and I are big romantics, and we like <laughs> to see cute scenes like that. And uh, and it's even, in a sense, a quasi-theologically sound idea. But, but, but that's for another episode. <laughs> yeah, but really, only God can complete you. Right. Uh, you know, God does use us as spouses to enhance and complement each other in a quasi-completing way, but not really. I mean, really, truthfully, we are incapable of completing one another. Mm-hmm. Only God can, can do that. Uh, and it's too much pressure to expect your spouse to be able to have that kind of power or ability in your marriage. To a healthy degree, we have to have some autonomy in our relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be too independent in marriage, but we don't want to be codependent either. So interdependence is what we're looking for. That's the good relational balance. Yeah, that's great. Um, Another one that is fairly common is this idea that you will never have challenges as a couple. And I have to admit, this is one myth that I think I bought into as a very young bride. Um, I actually believed that there were couples in the world that had perfect marriages that didn't have, like, big problems. I didn't know any of them. Like, yeah, I was going to say, what did you I base I never on? knew who they were, but in my head, I just had this idea that there were couples out there who just didn't have big problems and they were perfect little married couples. You just didn't think it was our parents. I know. I said I didn't know any of them. Right. I couldn't point to any of them, but I really do believe that. And so I have decided that I have since changed my definition of what a perfect marriage is. And it, it is the ones who build successful marriages while experiencing challenges, because there's no way you can be married and not have challenges. 
Okay, but when you married me, you thought, I'm going to marry this guy and never have challenges because I was that great a guy? Is, it, is uh, that close? I, I don't know how I justified it in my head. I just really did believe that there were couples that didn't really have big issues. Well, I gave it my best shot. <laughs> how long did we last without challenges? About 15, 20 minutes? Two and a half days. Okay, uh, the next one is um, that nothing can question, can cause you to question your love. That's a myth. Yeah, that's a myth. Because, and when you're young and just starting out, it is easy to believe that your love is the strongest entity in the whole world and that there will, nothing will come along to shake it. You know, it just, it feels that strong. Um, and then you begin to live your life together and you find out that even a relationship as strong as yours can get shaken by, you know, challenges like we were just talking about, you know, difficulties financial burdens, you know, extended family issues, problems with your kids, you know, there are things that can come along and really make you go, well, maybe we don't have what I thought we had, you know, but it's, it's difficult going in, in that front end in the chemical fog to know that, that there, there are actually times when you might actually go, hmm, can we, can we do this? Can we make it? So you, so what you're saying is there are there are more things that can cause doubt in marriage than maybe people acknowledge up front? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, another false expectation, I think, is that romance will never fade. And uh, you were mentioning mm. the chemical fog a minute ago. Uh, we always use that phrase for that to describe that period where you first fall in love, you first have a crush on one another, even maybe the, the early years of your uh, newlywed experience and so forth. And it's a great, wonderful time, but it... Mm-hmm. But it does end. Mm -hmm. And when it ends, then you've got to kind of see where you are realistically. And we think that's all part of of God's plan, even that that you come out of that fog so that you work on some of the other aspects of your your marriage. But anyway, when you're in that chemical fog, it's really hard to believe that there may come a time where you don't naturally feel sexual or romantic toward your partner. But once you've shared enough, let's say, of the unattractive (laughs) moments together— You've seen each other barf, you know, you've thrown up. uh, Changed uh, hundreds of dirty diapers. Yeah, childbirth. Faced PMS every single month together, yes. Oh, my gosh. We need to do an episode on that sometime. Oh, great idea. Sorry. Uh, You get the idea (laughs) from all these things that romance can fade or that it cannot be – that it can often be – not exactly what you had hoped for at all times. So, yeah. so anyway, it's up to both of you to keep fanning the flame and keep romance red hot during those. Uh, yeah, you have lulls. to work at it sometimes. It's not always just we fall into bed and feel, you know, Hollywood romance. So, we've gone through all of the um, unrealistic expectations. And what was yours that you came into marriage with? You said you had an unrealistic um, expectation. I'd rather not say in front of our daughter. <laughs> Actually, I think you'd said it in another podcast. Yeah. So. Oh <laughs> that was my only unrealistic expectation. She's mortified. Yeah. Okay, well, um, so these are just some of the ways that we can move into marriage <laughs> with unrealistic expectations while our daughter turns red. Remember that when you feel disappointed in your marriage relationship, it means your expectations aren't matching your experiences. But 
if you try to look at that disappointment as an opportunity to grow together rather than just being like, oh my gosh, it's not measuring up to what I thought it was. It's possible that you can actually make your expectations a bit more down to earth. You can also enhance your experiences and try to make those improvements in your relationship to kind of bridge that gap. So so when we lay out myths and talk about false expectations and so forth with our married life prep couples, mm-hmm. what do you what do you think they get out of that? What do you think they're Well, I mean, I do think we talked once with a premarital um, author who said uh, you're really kind of almost wasting your time when you do premarital training because they're in this fog and they're not really hearing what you're saying. And I don't, no, I, don't I don't buy that, that. No, because now that we've been doing it for a number of years mm-hmm. and we'll actually hook up with couples later on that'll go, well, I remember in class when y'all talked about so-and-so. Right. You know, so I think the tools are valid. And I mean, obviously not every couple's going to hear, you know, really what you want them to, to get out of it. But I think most couples who... Yeah, we get a lot of feedback. I yeah. think a lot of consistent feedback from young couples that say, thanks for t- putting these things out there and talking about these things so that we can have realistic conversations about uh, what yeah. what may be coming ahead. And and being honest about marriage is the, the most feedback we get. You know, we like that y'all are just, you put it out there, you don't make it seem something it's not. Right. And it is a fabulous thing. It's a huge gift. We're big pro-marriage. Obviously, we would not be doing a weekly podcast about marriage if we didn't love marriage. Yeah, even um, when we're sick. Very sick. Poor thing. Yeah. Well, if you would like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. <laughs> you can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehursts at homeencouragement.org. And our name is spelled H-U-R-S-T with an S at the end for the Hursts. That's correct. Also, we hope you'll follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. I wish I was healthy. God bless (laughs) y'all.